Welcome, Bird Gang. Yes, we are back. Hey, Chandler Jones is back, and Cliff Kingsbury may be back. Nothing definitive, though, for either regarding Sunday's game. Speaking of Sunday's game, on today's show, Mike Jarecki has his three keys to victory, plus the X Factor. The Cardinals look to remain the league's only undefeated team. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 484, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Not going to lie, it's been a different week. As they like to say, life happens. The good news, MJ, we're here and we're talking football. It is a football Friday ahead of week seven. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh, everything's, we're all doing well. Of course, uh, you know, last week was uh, difficult for everyone in the building, and you know, but it didn't affect the team on the field. And that's what we're going to talk about football. It's a football Friday, Big Red Friday. And uh, get you ready for the Texans coming up. It's the next game on the schedule. I don't want to hear the world trap. I don't want about it looking ahead. Uh, this this is a different team. It's one day, one game at a time. Yeah, they don't give out trophies for six wins. So welcome back, Craig. I missed you. Appreciate that. And as Vance Joseph said on Friday, Bird Gang, with respects to a trap game, in his words, that's BS. So that's what the coaches say. That's what the players say. Of course, fans and media, that's a little bit different. But we all understand why. I mean, you got 6-0 and versus 1-5 and with the Green Bay Packers waiting on Thursday. So it's human nature. It's very easy to sit there and say, hey, we can overlook Sunday and just focus on Thursday because you're talking about an AFC opponent versus an NFC opponent. I get all that. But I'm going to go back to what Buda Baker has said since day one. 1-0 each week. No one is looking past Sunday. And, you know, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is because he can afford to at this point more than that in a moment. <laughs> but it is today. It is then Saturday. It is the practice. It is the meeting. And then it is the game. And that's it. That's what this team has done since the end of training camp. All right. You know, a couple storylines going in. Clearly, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was traded. Uh, J.J. Watt went to the front office and asked to be released and out of respect out of him and what he meant for that franchise and that community, they said, okay. So a little bit different circumstances. Uh, Obviously, Hop was going to hold out, in my opinion. They knew that. He wanted guaranteed money. Cardinals were able to make the trade, and they were able to take care of him long term. He's the number one wide receiver, top three in football, so they're a little bit different. They go in and bring in a new head coach, David Culley, first time a, a head coach. You can see he's got a lot of uh, knowledge and technique, but they have ter- completely turned that roster over. And maybe we thought we we're going to get Tyrod Taylor. Now it's going to be da- Davis Mills. So once again, uh, we got to, you know, we'll look at some of the matchups. But Craig, I, w- I want to mention some of the things that happened during the week. And, you know, just based on the press conference, and, and I really enjoy listening not only Vance Joseph, but Sean Kugler. And, and Cooks came out this week and just talked about the, how close they are. And I got the impression uh, it, when Rodney Hudson comes back, Max Garcia is going to be your right guard. That's, that's if I was connecting the dots. Now, okay. Josh Jones. 
And then he talked about how Rodney Hudson went to the uh, team on Saturday and said, I want to fly. And you're thinking a guy's got ribs. He's been in the league, a little break for him, even though next week um, he won't play. And he, he went on the trip and he was like a sounding board on the sidelines. And it's just the culture and the leadership they brought in. That, you know, it's unheard of. Usually if you're not going to play and you're on IR, hey, stay home. You got, you know, bruised ribs and probably not going to be on a flight with your lungs. But this is a, this is, this is a different team. They're committed from the top to the bottom. They understand what's at stake, and if those players that can't participate on the field, if they can help in any way, in your example with Rodney Hudson, yeah, probably better if he did remain at home to rehab, but he felt he would have been a bigger asset if he was on the field to kind of help as far as being an extra set of eyes, not with respects, not only with respects to the offensive line, but also the offense as well and help out a Kyler Murray. But it does seem like, you know, without Cliff Kingsbury, without Cam Turner, without Chandler Jones, without Zach Allen, without Corey Peters, guys stepping up and it's not just the next man up mentality. It's those different coaches. It's different position groups everyone doing just a little bit more to make sure that this train stays on the track. And it was humming last week against the Cleveland Browns. Seamless, we've heard that word used a lot as far as without your head coach, play caller, nothing skipped. There was no misbeat at all. And the anticipation is, is that's going to be the case this week with the Texans coming to State Farm Stadium. Yeah, when it comes to Spencer Whipple, I, I got to think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable and confident. Obviously, Cliff's worked on the game plan. Uh, I mean, Sean Coogler put, has his input. Uh, so when it comes to the running game and based on down and distance and what the defense is going to look like, so it's a collaborative effort. And I think it's going to be a little smoother. Um, just from a standpoint, I wasn't anticipating, you know, I, I didn't know how many cooks were in the kitchen. Obviously, Whipple was the guy talking to Kyler. They did have a couple guys around him. Chris Strebler was a, a you know a sounding board on the sidelines. Colt McCoy, and and they couldn't get the play in at times. And to me, and I, I thought myself when I was watching it, this is to be expected. Now we know over a period of time it's happened to Kingsbury too. So then I thought, all right, in the second half they were clean. So I I think the operation will be a little bit more smoother. I, I think the butterflies and now they just know this is this is what I've done for a long time. I'm a coach and I'm going to put the players in a position to make plays. Yeah, they've had a full week now as opposed to 48 hours before week six. So let's get everyone an update here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Don't know completely his status for Sunday. Again, he has not been at practice all week, so we wait to see on that. Cam Turner, according to Darren Urban on Friday, is back in the building, as is Chandler Jones, though the question was posed to Vance Joseph, MJ, on Friday as far as, okay, Jones is in the building, he's out of the COVID-19 protocols. Does that mean he's able to play on Sunday? And Coach Joseph was very uh, direct. Hey, it's the health of the player. And if he's ready, great. If he's not, then he's not going to play. Uh, that makes sense. And, you know, obviously he was out a while. Um, I would assume he's been working out. You don't know the symptoms initially. Uh, but, you know, Craig, if he played last week, he would have had three or four sacks. And, and I, you know, I, I'm glad he's okay. But, man, he would, he would have, he would have been eaten last week. So um, two games in five days. Um, my thought is Chandler wants to play. 
he's going to play. And this is another game where he can get to the quarterback. Um, and then you got another game in five days, but you don't have to play him 60 snaps. You got to get out to a nice lead. Then you bring in some of your backups, Kennard and Dennis Gardeck and, you know, Marcus Golden, um, even a guy like, you know, some of the outside guys. So, <clears throat> it, I mean, again, it's a long season, so they'll make the right decision. But if I'm Chandler Jones, I want to get out there and knock the rust off where I don't have to play every snap. Well, here's something to keep in mind with respects to Chandler Jones. He and J.J. Watt now tied at 102 sacks in their career after Watt last week got his first sack in a Cardinals uniform. So if there's any rivalry, if you will, amongst those two as far as what's going on in that locker room, um, not that Chandler's going to sit there and say, hey, I need to play more because of that but just something just a little wrinkle if you will in that little minor storyline yeah and you know we know that jj watts come on chandler played really well in week one i'm sure he's played well in different uh, aspects of the game we, we always look at the sacks but he's got the quarterback hits pressures knockdowns uh, forced fumbles and now we're starting to see the upside of jj watt and you know every time i watch the highlight now uh, they talk about Baker Mayfield, and of course they played last night. That's all you see is J.J. Watt knocking him down. J.J. <laughs> Watt's everywhere in that game. That's that's his highlight film so far because he was in the backfield uh, more than a lot of other guys were. Some other roster notes before we get to what everyone has been waiting for all week long, and that is Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory plus the X Factor and his intangible for Week 7. But the Cardinals did place Kylie Fitz on injured reserve. He made the announcements on social media Thursday, but officially done for the season because of concussions. Also unavailable this week, Darrell Daniels, a hamstring injury, and Rashard Lawrence, a calf injury. Those two players have been ruled out already for Sunday. So my guess is that Jonathan Ledbetter will be once again elevated from the practice squad to the active roster on Sunday. And we're, what, 10 minutes into this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, and the same name, Zach Ertz, hasn't been brought up once. But with Daniels out, Ertz certainly going to come in and be that number one tight end. But it's his Cardinals debut coming up on Sunday. Yeah, and he's a plug-and-play guy. Uh, you know, just watch him during the open portion of practice. Uh, he runs good routes. They're crisp. Uh, you know, again, uh, he's more of a pass catching tight end, but you got to give him effort when it comes to blocking. You know, he's a guy that's going to try to hold up and then release. Uh, looks like they're on the same page. Uh, the fact is, another thing that happened uh, when they flew to Cleveland, uh, for some reason, they had Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray sitting right next to each other. Oh, you other. know what? You know what the reason was? It wasn't some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, Kyler said he didn't get into it, but obviously, it was done by design. And so they had a conversation, talked life, talked about, you know, obviously the offense, et cetera. So that was huge that he went there. Another guy like Rodney Hudson, again, he could have stayed home and got his things together and got, you know, get off the Phoenix. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really going to be exciting because, again, I think Max Williams is more of an overall player. But what they're asking him to do in this offense, the way the offensive line is protected Kyler Murray, they can use him in 11 personnel, and we know how effective that tight end could be over the middle. It's not um, – it is an upgrade as far as pass catching, and I don't know if it's an upgrade with respects to the blocking aspect when you look at Zach Gertz versus Max Williams. But to your point, plug and play, you're just wanting 
someone in that position to where it's not an interchangeable where you have to rotate a Darrell Daniels um, or you have to bring in Demetrius Harris and it's a continuous rotation. You just want one guy that you can trust. They trusted Max Williams and I believe they trust Zach Ertz to do that to where if he's targeted, great. And if he's needed in there to block, then he can do that as well, or at least just enough to where that offense stays on track in both the pass and run game. Yeah, Daniels was uh, probably the second best uh, blocking tight end on the roster. You mentioned he's not going to play. So now you're down to Demetrius Harris, uh, obviously after Zach Ertz, and I would think you know Ross Travis, and he's more of a pass-catching tight end. So I got to think Sean Harlow could be up. He's a guy you can put on the outside line, just like they did with Josh Jones last year. So Cardinals will have, you know, seven, eight guys up. And I think they're going to have to utilize those guys as extra blockers when they want to go heavy uh, on some of their jumbo packages. But clearly, Hertz is going to get his plenty of opportunities. And again, it wouldn't surprise me. He gets five or six uh, catches. Maybe, you know, again, they're going to spread the ball around. So we just don't know. Uh, but he is part of the game plan moving forward. By the way, a shout out to Max Williams, who, according to Chase Edmonds on social media, underwent surgery on Thursday. Don't know what kind. Obviously, we know Williams hurt his knee, but we wish nothing but the best as far as the speed of recover for Max Williams and hope that next season he is in a Cardinals uniform, something that we'll all be paying attention to over the next several weeks and months ahead. But uh Certainly wish nothing but the best for Max Williams and his family because it's now a long road ahead for him. Yeah, and and normally after the injury, um, you got to clear, uh, make sure with the MRI, and then you you know get a second opinion, so to speak, and then you got to let the swelling go down, and that's the reason why he's had the surgery. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to be stir crazy. Obviously, the first four to six weeks, it's going to be uh, you know a lot of rehab, and um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him around. Um, you know, he's a guy that. You know, he's beloved in the locker room. He's a leader. And so, you know, he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to go back to his uh, hometown in the offseason. I assume he's been living here. So I, I think once he's able to get up and walk around, we could see him as a support guy. He can be great for some of the young, young, young tight ends. Absolutely. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, MJ, let's get into it. Week seven, the 6-0 and Cardinals host the 1-5 Texans. 125 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. The only undefeated team left in the National Football League. Obviously, the Cardinals hoping to get to 7-0. and MJ, what's it going to take for this team to maintain that unblemished record? All right, number one. Establish the run. The Texans gave up 174 yards on 26 carries, 6.7 yards per carry from the Colts, two rushing TDs. So I know they want to throw the ball around, and we'll get into that in a moment, but based on what the uh, Colts did last week, and they really attacked that front seven, and they don't have a lot of you know big-time names. They got some guys that play with a high effort. Now, I will say this. Lovey Smith does a really good job with that cover two. So he's going to probably try to keep everything underneath. I don't know if they got the guys to cover in the back end, but that's Lovey's forte is, is to play that cover two where everything's in front. So that's where you got to win at the line of scrimmage. But I'm going to try to establish a run with that one-two punch, get Rondo Moore involved, you know, more in the slot game, 
And I think the Cardinals can take advantage of that. And, and maybe we can see them get out to a good lead here in the first quarter or the first half. And good news, especially for those fantasy owners, Chase Edmonds does not carry an injury designation for this week. Yes, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday, but full participants on Friday. He's been dealing with that shoulder injury, and I think that's why we saw a lot more James Conner against the Cleveland Browns, especially late in that contest. And I do like what you said, Rondell Moore more involved especially out of the backfield either coming across the line of scrimmage in a jet sweep or even hand the ball off to him or it's one of those little short passes that you always like to say you in your mind view those as run plays yeah and you notice i didn't mention kyler murray <laughs> Bless and less people are starting to talk about kyler murray in the run game great article on azcardinals.com from darren urban about the percentage of runs as far as rushing yards for Kyler Murray last year at this time compared to this year at this time. He is not running as much. They're not needing him as much. I still want to take him to take off one or two times. I, you know, I think we'll see it again on Sunday. That's just who he is. All right, so established to run. Again, based on history, I don't know if they have the horses like when Lovey had the Bears. Uh, obviously, they don't. So they're going to try to keep everything in front. Now, also, when I say that, you want to spread them out. Take advantage of their secondary. Carson Wentz was 11 for 20, very pedestrian, Craig. 223 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 11.2 yards per attempt. Quarterback rating, 127.7. So you want, to, you want to drop the safety in the box? I'm going to spread you out, and I'm going to attack that secondary. Well, you look at defensively, the Texans, they're actually better against the pass than they are against the run, but still 18th is not great. And I just don't know. And you could say this, MJ, about any team that goes against the Cardinals' weapons. True. Who's going to cover DeAndre Hopkins? Who's going to cover A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk? Now all of a sudden, Zach Ertz. There's five right there, and that's not even accounting for the running backs, James Conner and Chase Evans. And both have shown their ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. So now all of a sudden you've got seven, <laughs> seven playmakers, pass catchers that no one, not even the best defenses in the league have seven DBs slash uh, linebackers that could cover any number of those players. Yeah, normally teams now that, you know, you, you have two really good corners and then you throw the guy in the slot. I, I agree with that. And that's the reason why they're going to spread teams out. And that's the reason why they score points. Uh, you're not seeing a lot of field goals in the red zone. You're seeing points. And, you know, one of the one of those things is, you know, the RPOs and the pistols and the fact that Kyler Murray is making better decisions. Um, you know, that, that's why this offense is humming. And, and I think it's very sustainable. Yes, somebody's going to try to come up with a, the spy doesn't work. Teams have done it every week. Uh, Cardinals try to do it with Russell Wilson. You're taking a guy out of coverage. So, you know, there's going to be someone and some team or, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, put seven guys in coverage and rush three and make you make you throw into tight windows. And that's when he's going to take off and run. You know, we'll play a little cat and mouse or a little chess here. So, yeah. So anyways, he, I, I'm the way Kyler's playing, I'm very comfortable. And knowing that with with Cliff there or not, and just his uh, his knowledge and his trust in both Cam Turner and uh, Spencer Whipple, um, he's going to be good to go on Sunday. No worries there. By the way, and I heard Darren bring this up on Cardinals Underground. 
just because it is the Texans, it would not surprise Darren. Let me ask you if it would surprise you that DeAndre Hopkins is targeted maybe just a little bit more, especially early, because it is his former team. I don't think it's going to be a, a main point of emphasis the entire game. Now, who do the Texans have to take away DeAndre Hopkins? They don't have someone like that. But just because it is the Texans and you know both Hop and J.J. Watt want good games on Sunday, but perhaps Kyler looks number 10's direction just a little bit more maybe on that opening drive. Yeah, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't address the media this week, so obviously it's 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 an, it, it's another game for J.J. Watt because, again, they – allowed him to leave DeAndre Hopkins wasn't happy there so there's probably a little and it really was from ownership and then the GM and the head coach so and and the head coach was a GM so I think there's a little tension there but obviously he's he's living life in Arizona and he's moved on um, but that, that's a good point from Darren because I, I do see that when you Cliff's putting the game plan together he's probably looking at who they got okay and this is how kind of a uh, I think the game would be a little bit different if it was in Houston um, but I do think Texans fans are going to be out here and they're going to see some J.J. Watt jerseys and DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. And I don't think we're going to see any David Johnson jerseys. Ten years, seven years, respectively, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins with the Houston Texans. Those, those players owe their NFL careers to that franchise. And that's what J.J. Watt spoke about earlier this week is he's always going to be a Houston Texan. and But sometimes, you know, a change is needed, and he felt a change was needed, and now it's the Cardinals where his focus is, but he does consider his time, cherish those memories with Houston and the Houston Texans fans. So it is going to be different, but as J.J. Watt added after that, it's not like he's going to forget which guy I'm supposed to tackle. So he's not all of a sudden going to start tackling the guys in red versus the Houston Texans. So something to pay attention to or keep an eye on. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be different. It has to be different. Yeah, and he also mentioned when he's watching film, half the guys aren't even on the roster that he was there, and the only thing he recognizes was the field he was playing on. And, and A.J. Green, similar. A.J. Green, he thanked the Brown family. He said, I'm rooting for, uh, you know, Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, uh, they were classy to me. It was time for a change. Hit the reset button. He said, I've made a lot of money. Um, I have a lot of accolades going over 1,000 yards. At this point, the only thing missing is that ring, and that means getting to the championship or the Super Bowl in this case and trying to win it, and they feel good about that. But I, I like the, their approach because, uh, again, uh, you go back to the offseason, why are the Cardinals signing A.J. Green? This guy says anything left. Did you watch the film last year? And here he is putting up touchdowns. Um, really, really impressed with his demeanor and how he goes about his business. Um, and, and the fact that he mentioned this week that Sean Jefferson went to his house. Yeah, I heard that. That was that was a little, little interesting nugget that A.J. Green dropped on everyone this week. And that was before training camp because we talk about you only get so much time with these guys. And here's a guy, you know, I'm sure there's terminology or vocabulary is different, but everything's predicated on, on the defense and, and the route running. So, you know, it took Larry a little while to figure it out. And and last thing you want to do is when you break the huddles, you're, you're thinking. So the fact that he looked that well in training camp, that was impressive because in the first couple of days, as we pointed out, and nobody wanted to buy into it, Rondell Moore and, and A.J. Green, they couldn't cover him in the first couple of days of practice. 
MJ's three keys to victory. Number one, establish the run. Number two, take advantage of the Houston secondary. Number three is what? Well, bring pressure on Davis Mills. If you're Vance, you're going to bring pressure for the young fella. And, you know, they, uh, they're running the ball. The problem is when you're, you're behind so much, you can't really run the ball. And, and they won their first game of the season, and they were able to kind of play ball control. And I think when you have three different running backs on the roster, that was their plan to kind of shorten the game. But last week he was 29 of 43, 243 yards, two interceptions, quarterback rating 62.5. So I'm bringing pressure on him. And, and a lot of three and outs and, you know, gain field position. He's been sacked. 13 times talking about Davis Mills, who in four starts, 0-4 as a starter, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. That first win, that was with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback when the Texans beat the Jaguars. But Taylor still on injured reserve. He was eligible to return this week, but hasn't been designated to return. So that is why Davis Mills is the quarterback. Yeah, I'm sure they uh, – I think they promoted um... – uh, practice squad guy. So I think they're ready for Taylor. They thought he would be hoping ready, but uh, last thing David Colley wants to do is rush him back, and then you got to go back to a young fella. So, yeah, I'm putting a lot of pressure on him. Um, I noticed, you know, Vance, when he first got here, obviously with Patrick Peterson and, and Alford, they were playing that man-to-man -man press. We're starting to see a lot more zone, a lot more zone from the Cardinals defense because they feel like they can cover the entire field with their playmakers, corners, um, safeties, linebackers. So based on personnel, they, they've tried to change what they, uh, what they initially wanted to do back uh, a couple, three years ago. All right. So we've got your three keys to make sure this Cardinals team improves to 7-0. and What's the X factor? Well, uh, the matchup to watch is Zach Ertz against the Texans linebackers. Now, tight ends played a small role in the Cardinals offense prior to Max Williams going down. The Cardinals tight ends were on the field for 285 offensive snaps. That's 31st in football. Again, they do run a lot. Of, they were targeted position only 18 times, which was last. So Ertz will likely change those numbers just based on more targets, more touches, and possibly some touchdowns. I mean, I'm not going to put too much on the plate. They're sharing the ball around, so whoever's open, Kyle's going to throw it to. Now, when it comes to covering tight ends, the Texans have had issues. Now, Zach Cunningham was the primary coverage tight ends. Um, I think they're 31st in covering the tight ends. They've given them a close to 300 yards, and I want to say three or four touchdowns. Now they got another guy named Christian Kirksey and uh, Gruger Hill. They're handling most of the snaps. So initially they wanted Zach Cunningham to do that. Uh, but that's an area where you can target because they're not really well built up the middle of the field. Sounds like flashbacks to the Cardinals issues covering the tight end and the <laughs> weekly questions to Vance Joseph to the point where I think by week nine or ten, he started he answering those questions before they were even asked because he knew they were coming. <laughs> um, but that was, again, that was two years ago, and that his defense is right now, if not the best, one of the best in the National Football League. So the X Factor, Zach Ertz, it's it's interesting because, you know, how much more does the tight end become 
part of this offense? Is it a lot more? I don't think it's a lot more. I do think it might be more. It would be interesting, though, to see how long it takes because I don't think it's going to be this week. It might not even be next week or the week after. It might not be until maybe November or December to where you have a full month with Zach Ertz within the system and getting comfortable and getting on the same page. I know he talked about extra practice with him and Kyler Murray during special teams periods. Those two would go off on another field and just kind of either talk or run routes on air because that is big, that chemistry between quarterback and pass catcher. You know, where does Zach Ertz like the ball? Well, it's a different quarterback now than what he's ever had and what does Kyler Murray like to do? So those discussions, they started immediately. It's why they were sitting next to each other on the plane to and from Cleveland. And I'm sure it's happened every single day at the facility as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, what was my biggest concern when Mac Williams went down? 11 personnel. This allows them to go back to play 11 personnel. Yeah. Now, again, Max was a guy who was 50-50. He'd either go off for a pass or he would block. And they run out of 11 personnel. They throw out of 11 personnel. So you've got a plug-and-play guy where they really not not shy away from it. They're like 11, 12, and, of course, now they have guys that they can go four wide with Chase Edmonds in a backfield. So th those are really the three top personnel groupings. But that was my biggest, uh, how are you going to replace Max Williams in 11 personnel? And this is the perfect guy. Again, uh, based on the offensive line, the way they're blocking on the edges, I think you can get by with it. But against other front, uh, the Rams and the 49ers, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. All right. So, Zach Ertz, the X Factor, what's the intangible this week, MJ? You ready? I'm ready. Always take, ready. Take care of business. No ifs, no ands, and no buts. No excuses. I take like care it. of business. Short and, short and sweet or short and simple. And best case scenario, you get off to a good lead, and then that fourth quarter you can maybe rest some guys. I know it's it doesn't happen a lot, especially in the National Football League. Blowouts are rare, and maybe we've gotten a little spoiled with what the Cardinals have done, especially against quality opponents as far as these two- and three-score leads. But with a game on Thursday, the quickest way or the quickest you can get Kyle Murray off the field, maybe even J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the better. But that can't be the focus. That can't be part of the game plan. That's just got to be something that, hey, where we're at right now, this allows us to bring those guys off the field and let them be spectators. But it can't be, it can't be, all right, this is what we need to do in order for that to happen. No, no, no. This has got to be a byproduct. No, they have to anticipate going in there and playing full four uh, quarters. Now, you get to the fourth quarter, eight minutes left, and you're up by two scores. Then all of a sudden, coaches will ha start having that conversation with Vance. You'll walk over the, hey, this guy's been playing a lot. we got a game in four or five days. Let's do that. But right now, the mindset's go in there and play full four quarters. And, you know, like I said, you get to eight or nine minutes in the fourth quarter, maybe you can start to tail off based on, um, you got to be up by two or three scores. And, and again, we'll see what the score is at halftime. That will dictate what they're going to do in the second half. All right, week seven. Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory. Establish the run. Take advantage of the Houston secondary. Bring pressure on Davis Mills. The X Factor, tied in Zach Ertz. He makes his Cardinals debut on Sunday. The intangible, very simple. Take care of business. You're the better team on paper. You're the better team 
off paper, if you will, as far as just lining up next to each other. There's no reason why the Cardinals should not walk off the field on Sunday 7-0. and And the last time they were 7-0 was 1974. And do you know what sitcom debuted with that year? Oh, my goodness. No. I, that was the year I was born as I date myself. So, uh, 74, the sitcom. Uh... Hey. Happy, Happy days? days. Okay. All right. I do Happy know days. I do know that show. My guess is MJ, the several here that are listening to this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, <laughs> presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals that are going Happy Days. What What's Happy Days? As Ron Wolfley likes to say, Google it. <laughs> um, Mark Dalton told me, Joe Ryan, uh, you know Joe Ryan, he works at the uh, uh, stadium. He was the uh, Mark Dalton in St. Louis in 74. Okay. All right. 1974. Yeah. <laughs> Best start in Cardinals history, 7-0. and A chance to match that this week again. 125 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. Pre-game coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. All right. How about Kyler Murray taking guys out to break bread? <laughs> I love what Sean Kugler said, too. Hey, of course they want Kyler to be uh, take them out because he'll pick up the tab. He makes the most out of all those guys, or he'll yeah. eventually make the most out of all those guys. Yeah, because I'm thinking Hump's, Hump's making good money. Justin yeah. Hughes making good money. Kyler's on a, his rookie contract. You know, the <laughs> other guys, you know, they haven't cashed in like Kyler. But, yeah, see, once again, just doing the right thing. I'm sure his rookie season was going home and playing Xbox. I mean, I just that's just – you know, once you get the trust of your teammates going out for dinner, that's the right thing to do. Uh, he doesn't have to do it. And it sounds like they have a lot of, uh, you know, what they call them as um, not get togethers, uh, camaraderie uh, events where everyone's there. So that's awesome. That, that's how teams become closer, not only on the field, not only in a locker room, but off the field. And, and if you don't think it, it matters, yeah, just look at what the Cardinals have done so far with this 6-0 and start. Uh, real quick, before we head on out of here on this Football Friday, Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. The rest of the NFC West this week, the Rams host the Lions and Jared Goff. So he faces his former team, the 49ers, after being off last week, host the Colts on Sunday night football. The Seahawks host the Saints on Monday night football. And then I was thinking about this as well. You go from Sunday night football Monday night football to Thursday night football, the NFC West spotlighted in three straight primetime games. The NFC best. There you go. They should change to the NFC best. Although it's kind of just two teams in the NFC West right now, the Cardinals and the Rams. The 49ers and Seahawks are kind of falling off a little bit. Yeah, okay. You look at the NFC East, uh, who do you got? Just the Cowboys? You look at the uh, the North, Packers, Vikings are coming on, I guess. Bears, rookie quarterback. Look at the South; it's the Bucks, Carolina. Are they for real? Yeah. And, um, and the Rams are still a quality team. Cardinals are still a quality team. Yep. And, you know, if Russell Wilson didn't go down, I, I gotta think they would have a winning. And Jimmy G's coming back. <laughs> so I mean, he's got a winning record. That's true. I mean, so. Uh, last year, in fairness, the AFC North had three teams in the playoffs. Yes. Steelers, Ravens, and Cincinnati. So you could say, uh, you know, Cardinals obviously should have been in the playoffs, but they weren't. 
Um, before we go, I just want to get into some of these numbers on Kyler Murray. Have you seen them? I have seen them. They're very, very impressive. Now, what did we talk about the last couple of years? The 11, the 19, and they call that the money zone. I would think the, uh, the red zone should be the green zone. I mean, like, go. That's where you make your money. So over the last three years, his improvement as a passer throwing 10 to 19 yards, so 10 to 19, downfield is significantly across his first three years. So his first year was 53-4. Second year was 75-5. This year it's 93.7 through three weeks. You You're talking about his, his grades. Grades, yep, through 10 to 19. And you and I were talking about before the show, that's that's the addition of Rodney Hudson. That's the addition of the weapons. That's addition of him reading defenses. And that's where you move the sticks. The intermediate passing game, which we talked a lot about in the offseason, it's okay, it's easy for me to say, but the shorter passes, the quick screens, everyone can do that. Kyler Murray is great throwing the deep ball. The numbers bear that out. It was that 10 to 19, especially down the middle, between the hash marks, could he improve in that area? And he has done that leaps and bounds. It's a credit to him. But also part of that is he's got more weapons to throw to. It's not just DeAndre Hopkins like it was last year. There's other players around him, plus a better offensive line. He's got the protection. He's got the time in order to get to the ball to those playmakers in that 10 to 19 yard range. All right, he becomes the fourth quarterback in Super Bowl era to post 6-0 record, 1,700 plus passing yards, 70% completion percentage through the first six games. You know who the other three are? I could take a guess, but just go ahead and give them to me. Okay, I gotta find it here because I, I tweeted out and I'm looking at my Twitter feed. Um, well, it's, it's good company. I can tell you that, Gree. So My I guess have, is, let's see, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton yeah. Manning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, the, the other three were Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady are the only other quarterbacks to accomplish that feat. Pretty good yeah. company. Yes, very good and company. Then, and then the lastly here. I just marvel at these numbers of year three. He leads the NFL in completion percentage. And second overall in average yards per attempt, 8.9. And he's, I believe the number is 110 consecutive pass attempts without an interception. That is right. So he's he's got that run right now. Yeah, I, I didn't want to tweet that out, though. <laughs> well, we don't believe in jinxes here. No, but it's oh. like first quarter. Oh, thanks. Right. <laughs> I'll wait for another game. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> or or I'll, I'll, I know the list. I'll look at the other two and see if they throw. Then I can say he's the leader right now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and on that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.